Side one is calm, non-abusive, although highly fragmented. Side two is schizophrenic. DC Comics and Chocolate Some things will always be great. DC Comics and Chocolate Even though I'm 28. You think that you're the sun. Again, and welcome to episode 107 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. And I'm Steve Pander. And we're going to bring you a home game doubleheader wrap-up show, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going to cover the Whitecaps lost to DC United in MLS action on Saturday night, and the Whitecaps draw with Sounders 2 in USL action on Sunday afternoon. Tough weekend for the Whitecaps, no wins couple of good performances, but ultimately no doubles at the end of the day, Steve. Uh, don't forget, the U16s beat the Sounders uh, in the residency program, so you got to win there at least. Nobody watched it probably, though, but there is a win, <laughs> at least one win this week in Vancouver. So the bulk of our show is going to be covering the MLS game on Saturday. So it was a 2-1 loss to a very good DC United team. I was very impressed by how DC played and just their, their overall quality. Yeah. And that is them missing some guys. And the man that we said in our preview show that was going to be one of their keys, the returning Fabian Espindola, I just thought he had a fantastic game. Yeah, he, he changed the dynamic of the team. Uh, we'll hear the... Uh, we talked to a couple of players later. We'll t- hear what they had to say about that. But... He didn't. He didn't factor in the scoring at all. But I think he he he, he did change the dynamic of them and change their attack and it opened up spaces for other players to, to get their goals. So when DC played well, Whitecaps of course didn't help themselves out. Let's start. They took the lead. Seventy seconds in. Fantastic goal from Pedro Morales. Great ball from Rivero finding him kind of clear. Bit of debate whether Rivero was offside or not when the ball was played through. Watched it when I got home, because at the time I didn't think he was, and it's very tight, very borderline. I think he might have just been offside. But if it's too tight, maybe the linesman didn't see it. Maybe he was, his view was blocked too, so it's hard to say. But overall, yeah, you're right. It was a great cross in. Morales had acres of space. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't want to leave any guy in marked in the box, but not a guy like Pedro Morales who's uh. got that skill. So Pedro grabbing his first goal of the season and also a booking for taking his shirt off that you could tell really pissed Carl Robinson off on oh, the yeah. touchline. He immediately stopped celebrating that goal. You could tell, like, he was... he was. Te- I think he was even motioning him to put his shirt back on. Like, he was going to make a difference at that point. But, yeah, the, uh, and we should maybe talk about that, that, that early yellow card because it seemed to to change the whole demeanour of the of the referee at that time too. Well, I know that you've got a kind of theory as to yeah. how that opened up the rest of the game. Yeah, basically, like, I, like, and we talked about it before too, that, you know, referees tend to take their time, feel out the game before they hand out that yellow card. But obviously Morales gave Gantar no opportunity to feel out the game because he had to send out that yellow card right away. And once that first yellow card comes out, it can open up the floodgates. The floodgates, yeah, and referees will just start handing out yellow cards to everybody. It seemed like that was what was happening to the Whitecaps. Although I would have to say that I think that Dave Gantar doesn't really need much excuse to to flash the cards about. So let's, we've, we've broached the subject now, let's talk about the elephant in the room. There's a few other names I'd like to call him, but we won't for the decency of the podcast. It's another game where people are going to be talking about the performance of the referee as opposed to maybe what some of the players did in the pitch. Now, yeah, the Whitecaps got a lot of bookings. Matty Labba's second one was definitely justified. The first one, I don't know. He still didn't book Perry Kitchen for kicking out at Sam in the deck. I still don't know how that happened. He's just so inconsistent. And, I mean, it's, it's been discussed before. Michael Bradley said it. He seems to... It feels like he almost overcompensates because he's Canadian and penalises the Canadian teams. We saw it with that horrendous call that he made in Dallas uh, in the playoff game back in October. And 
I mean, Carl Robinson obviously can't say anything about it after the game, despite folk asking him. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not even going to go into it. It's like a lot's been written, a lot's been said. Let's just move on. And hopefully we won't be talking about the refs this coming weekend. I just have a funny feeling with the way that the Caps are picking up bookings that we just might. And we mentioned Carl Robinson there, so let's hear from both coaches now. So we're going to hear first from Whitecaps coach Carl Robinson. Then we're going to hear from DC United head coach Ben Olsen. Uh, disappointing with the results. I think that with the chances we had, we could have, should have, uh, maybe got something out of the game. But sometimes you don't get things you deserve. I think that's what we got today. How much did the sending off of Lava change what you maybe had planned for the second half in terms of substitute stuff? How much did it force you to make changes? Yeah, it did affect it. And, you know, the couple of minutes prior to the half time, we just, you know, give ourselves a few more minutes. We wanted to be solid in the second half, and I think we were, uh, and able to counter them at certain times, and I think we did. And, you know, football's fine lines, and you know, Marrow's hits, post and goes in, it's a different game, but. I asked them to create chances and be solid at the back, and they were. You know, you're going to give up chances when you're playing against 11 men, uh, and we did. You know, so David pulled off some good saves, but you know, as I said, it wasn't our day. What about the yellow cards? Obviously, some of them were, were soft, and one of them was for Pedro pulling his jersey off. Uh, uh, you know, an intentional handball that could be questionable, but your club keeps racking up yellow cards, uh, yeah. whether they're soft or questionable or. Hard tackle. What, what can you do about it at this stage? There's things we can do about certain yellow cards. Um, there's other things that I can't do about certain yellow cards, unfortunately. So, you know, I'll talk to them in there, you know, because we keep racking them up. Yeah, we do, and that's not what I want, and that's not what the players want. Um, you know, Pedro takes his shirt off and gets a yellow card. In the emotion of the game, he's, he's delighted and happy, and he shouldn't do it, uh, but he did do it. So, other yellow cards? That's not for me to answer about today, I don't think. The team's so good on the road, but at home it's eight points you've dropped now. It is, yeah. What's the difference this year with previous years at home? I'm not sure. Uh, I think teams come here and play differently than what we do that on the road when we go away, and I think teams do that. And, you know, there was questions about whether we could get an early goal against DC, and we got that. But from that moment on, I think we, we took our foot off the gas a little bit. We stopped showing what a good team we are, and maybe we thought we were a good team. And you can't do that in football. You've got to, you've got to do the basics very well. Uh, and credit to DC. They've done the basics very well today. Is it maybe you maybe have to look at some of the tactics for the home games, just the way that teams are playing against you? Maybe. Maybe if, if we didn't create a chance or, or two chances or, or seven or eight, then I'd be certainly a little bit more worried about it. But we did. We had some clear-cut chances, even with ten men. You know, uh, moments change games, and um, as I said, it wasn't our day today. Did you, by putting Mane and Tachero on, like, did you make the decision we're going to go for it, especially 2-1 down? Uh, we might as well lose 3-1, <laughs> you know, and that's what we did on the opening day of the season. We lost 3-1, but, you know, I, don't, I wanted to, to have a go. I, I firmly believed at half-time we could go and win the game and we would get our chances, even at 1-1, uh, and that's what happened. Unfortunately, we didn't take our chances, so... It, uh, yeah, it was to try and get back into the game. Although there was a lot of chances created, you never yeah. really tested the sub-keeper. No, we didn't. Shots and target. That, that was no. disappointing. Yeah, we tried to. I think there's a couple of shots blocked as well on, on the line from set pieces. And I think we made wrong, uh, wrong decisions. I said that to the group in there, you know, we got a free kick in there in the last few minutes and, you know, Pedro decides to shoot from that angle. That's difficult when we've got our players forward. and. It wasn't our day. Another day we'll have to get back to work because one thing we've done very well is we've rebounded when we've had a, took one on the chin. Today we take one on the chin. And credit to Benny and DC. They've come here, they got a result. Hey there, Coach. Um, not bad. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on the game and how it went for you guys? Well, we're certainly happy with the three points. It's not an easy uh, trip to, to come out here and uh, take anything away. Uh, obviously the red card helps, but I, I thought up until that point, we were in good form, and, and, and I'm just happy for the guys to, to come away with, with, with some. Did it uh, did it help a little? Oh, sorry, did it help a little bit with the red card that it came just before the half, so you guys could go into the dressing room and then plot something out, maybe uh, change your tactics and attack more? Or I, I mean, yeah, I mean the tactics change a little bit, but you know it, it's still about moving the ball quickly and, and playing what's there, and and uh, uh, that eventually is going to break them down and, and then you get your looks 
Um, we didn't handle the ball real well in the second half. I think we should have dominated uh, uh, possession a little bit more and been better with our passing. Uh, but I give them a lot of credit. Uh, they're, they're a very good team. I think he's done a great job with this group. And even down a man, you can tell um, with their athleticism, team speed, and, and some of the, uh, their passing, they're, they're going to be uh, one of the top teams in this league. This is a good thing also that, you know, the last couple of games, uh, one was late, one was in the middle of the second half. You gave up the lead and had to settle for a draw. Is it good for the team to close it out in, for sure. in confidence? For sure. Uh, you know, it's something we've talked about and have addressed. And, you know, when you uh, get over that hurdle, uh, it, it feels good. And we, we dealt with, uh, we weathered a lot of set pieces uh, against maybe one of the better set piece teams in this league. And uh, I would have liked to do less of that. It's good to know that we have the ability to deal with that stuff when it comes our way. Espindola, obviously his first game back. Um, how, how did you rate his uh, full 90? I thought, he, I thought he did great. Uh, for him to get through the 90 uh, physically is, is pretty impressive. Um, and he, you know, he, he's, he's a very dangerous player. And, uh, he didn't get his looks on goal uh, uh, enough. Uh, but part of that was, you know, uh, I, I think once he gets in there and, and we, we, we kind of get a rhythm with him, I think things will start clicking better. Uh, but he's, he's always a danger, and it was good to have him back tonight. Uh, Chris Rolf with the, uh, with the winner, um, he's obviously one of those veterans that you guys have on the team. Uh, talk about it, what, what he means to the team. Last two games, he, he scored great goals. Well, he's, he's a classy player, and, and uh, he, his heart rate doesn't uh, get too high in front of goal. Pretty even keel and a wonderful finisher. So uh, when he gets his his chances, he he, he does very well with them. Uh, Kofi Parry, one of your defenders, he's a, a partial Canadian. Um, looks like he might suit up for Canadian international. What talk about his game and what he can uh, lend to the international side of it? Uh, I think uh, I think they should bring him up uh, and give him a look. He's a uh, he's a confident defender uh, and. He's he's been uh, put into the fire here this year, and, and uh, he's helped this defense out, out tremendously in the last uh, five games. Thanks a lot. Good. Thanks. So that was Coach uh, Ben Olson from DC United, who I have to say, win, lose, or draw, is one of the most difficult coaches to interview. I didn't know when he was going to end his question, and I even interrupted him at one time at that point. But yeah, very. Uh, uh, very thoughtful in his answers. You, you said as well, he kind of seemed preoccupied. Yeah, he seemed <laughs> distracted. But obviously a happy guy. DC played well, as, as we mentioned earlier. The Whitecaps, I did think, played well for a big bulk of the second half when they were down to 10 men. Yeah. And like as, as Carol said there, football, like fortunes can change quickly in football. Football matches can turn one thing. So you thought the Whitecaps maybe had that one thing when Eisted pulled off those two fantastic saves in the 54th minute. One from Espindola to give away the corner and then one from Chris Rolfe right from, from the, the resulting corner. Yeah. And you thought, maybe this is going to be our, our day. Then you've got Mauro Rosales hitting the post. If that had gone in, and I know it's like ifs, buts, if the Queen had balls, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But if that had gone in, it would have been a completely different game. I think you had Rivero at one point too. Was that before or after the going down where he was inside? The, oh, that might have been afterwards. There was the rebound yeah. from, like when Rosales hit yeah. the post, the rebound came to, yeah, to Rivero. Rivero but then right. He didn't do much but, with it. Well, the thing is, what DC did fantastic on Saturday night was they blocked the Whitecaps shots. Yeah. When they, they wouldn't let the Whitecaps get a shot on goal. Yeah. And in that Rosales incident, Dykstra got injured, so they had to bring on their subkeeper, Wara Wara, or whatever Travis they, Wara. Travis Wara. And that was that was the frustrating thing. He had one save to make on yeah, the night. One save. The and it, wasn't, it wasn't much of a shot no. either. It was just like off the turf. I think it was Tichera who made his debut. He was the one that got the shot. It was, And it was just basically gathering up the ball. That's I mean, all it was. The Whitecaps never troubled him at all. No. And that was frustrating. I, as I said, DC got and they blocked the shots really well and just all round there was a few good individual performances not some good team performances but I also felt as well there was some selfish play out there and one of the guys that I think was particularly selfish was Pedro Morales yeah 
and take, you take into the yellow card early, um, taking his jersey off in the second minute when it's so much more game. We were thinking he was going to be the one sent off because yeah, I thought him or Sam were going to get sent yeah. off because it was kind of it was feeling. There's an almost inevitability that someone was going to get sent off and I was going to have my money on one of those two. But I thought Pedro's deliveries against DC were particularly poor. Yeah. He went for the shot more often. Like There was that free kick that was just outside the box or it might, might have been the indirect one, just inside the box. But in, instead of like lofting it in, he, he went for goal, was nowhere near goal, and Kendall Waston was screaming at him. Yeah. He was furious that he didn't, he didn't play it up. And Pedro did that a couple of times. He had shots when a pass was the much better thing. Yeah, there was, there was, you were right, there were quite instances, even whether it was an open play cross or um, from a, a number of corners and a number of free kicks. It just didn't seem like it was, he was on the game, and he never put it in, ever put it in the right spot. Another player who, who, who struggled and got a lot of ire from Whitecaps fans was uh, Ka. Uh, he, he seemed to really struggle. He slipped. There was quite a lot of slippages. Well, we haven't talked about that. Yeah, I mean, I th- the, the turf, foot was slipping all over the place. Yeah. I, they need to stop watering it. Or as much. Maybe they just watered it too much yesterday. Oh, I don't know, but the folk couldn't keep their feet. But Ka, Ka, Ka in, in transition, Ka, yeah. it, what it was, it was... It wasn't even a uh, normal play. It was like in transitional defense, like when the when they were gave up the ball, when they were possessing it, they gave up the ball, and they weren't able to uh, absorb the counterattack. And that's where the Espindola chance happened early, uh, caused the thing. And even the the second goal, which Chris Wolf scored, Ty, it was, in this case it was Tybert who lost his man completely, and Tybert, another player who struggled yesterday. Tybert, he lost his man, and then uh, it was... Rolf, who made a great run from almost the center line, got over to Espindola. Betashore made a tackle on him, but the ball went right to Rolf, and he just made no mistake on that one. There definitely seemed to be, I was going to say a turning tide, but there's been a lot of folk talking about Ka in in recent weeks. Now We've been joking for a while that Ka has his one mistake per game. There was that horrible... He had a season of mistakes in this one. (laughs) Well, there was the horrible one in particular when he tried to pass the ball back to Ousted. It hit Espindola... And then Espindola set up a chance that I can't remember who the guy was and it ended on the roof of the net. But jeez, man, that was horrendous. And you have to wonder, like, Carol, we we talked about this before, Carol was asked at training, Gary Kingston just said, what what can you do to stop Carl making these mistakes? And he said, not play him. But he's still playing him. And you look at it and it's like, yes, Diego Rodriguez is injured. We've got Christian Dean and Tim Parker, who are two very capable centre-backs, as they've shown in USL, as they've shown in pre-season, as Dean showed last year in MLS. Give one of those guys a chance. But you have to think as well, Portland's coming up next week. He's not going to drop calf for that because it's Portland. And he's going to be like super up for that and kind of play out of his skin. But something has to happen soon. We can't keep going on like that. I like some of the other stuff Carr does. Like, he calmed Kendall Waston down. When Waston was going mental when Kitchen kicked out at Sam, yeah. gave him the big boogie eyes, which yeah. was quite scary just even watching <laughs> it up from the stand and seeing it on TV. But Carr calmed him down, he sent him back, and Carr has that calming influence. But ultimately, he's there to play central defence. And I just thought it was a really bad game from him. Whitecaps were really lucky not to be punished more. But this can't keep on. There has to be a change at some point soon. 100%. And uh, I think I think Robinson is just wanting to get through the Portland game and maybe he makes a change after that. We'll see what what the result in Portland will be like. But second week running as well, no yeah. centre-back on yeah, the on bench. On the bench, yeah. And I just, that just but scares me because... I think maybe he's got confidence in Harvey that he can play centre-back in a pinch. If well, he Sam to. can also pinch play centre-back if need be. So, I mean, we'll see. One other defender we'll talk about and then we'll hear from a couple of the Whitecaps players, Stephen Betashore. Now, I've been on his case this season. For not getting up the field. He got up the field. He got up the field, got flattened by the keeper for his efforts as well. But I thought he had his best offensive game against DC. But again, kind of poor at the back and was out of position a few times. Yeah, but it didn't cost him in in those cases. It was mostly down the middle that cost him in this game. Well, we talked about Pedro Morales. We're going to hear from the Whitecaps captain now after the match. And then we're also going to hear from the player that was my man in the match. Goalkeeper, David Usted. Pedro, a tough last night. Just thoughts on the match? Yeah, tough, but... I think so. In the first half, no play, no play good uh, together, and it's difficult when when you you have a one one player lost 
Mati is very important for the team in the middle. But I think so <clears throat> in the second half, he changed the attitude, positive. Uh, lost maybe maybe four opportunity for goal, but it's, it's, it's negative when you play here in the house. Lost, but I think so. This play, um, this is a good team, but. Uh, now the team need to work more for the next game. It's important game with uh, Portland. You delighted for your first goal. So you took that very well very early on. But no help for the team. It's good, good goal. But I think so. It's, it's no help for the team. Do you think Octavio got fouled for a penalty there when he got knocked over by the DC player? I don't know. It's, it's difficult, but in in the field. In the field, you you look at sometimes penalty, sometimes no, but it's the decision for the referee. How did you think of the refereeing performance tonight? I'm not talking for the referee. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro, you guys had I think 11 or 12 penalties last year. Yeah. You haven't had a single one in nine games. Do you, do you believe through the nine games that you guys should have had one or two already? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Octavio tonight, Beta. And I have maybe foul in the air, but I think so. Sometimes the referee uh, maybe no personality for 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 penalty, no. But sometimes happen. It sometimes happen. It's difficult. I'm extremely disappointed. Uh, I think it's an opportunity that slipped away from us today. The team's been really good on the road, but that's eight points dropped at home now. What do you put that down to? Um, us not being consistent for, for 90 minutes. I think we show in glimpse today the kind of soccer we can play at home. But uh, until we do that for 90 minutes, uh, we're going to run into results like this. David, you had a few good saves out there in the second half, keeping it to a pretty narrow scoreline. Is that something you can hang your hat on a loss like this? Yeah, I'm happy with the saves, but still, we lost as a team today. Uh, I'm disappointed at, at the loss. I think we could have gotten uh, more out of it, and uh, even with 10 men, I thought uh, at the end we could have could have tied it up and, and got a point, but uh, it wasn't to be. Came up with two really big saves in the 54th minute. What, what was your takes on, on those? Um, we the first one uh, we end up losing it, and uh, it's been really gets uh, gets a run on us, and, and he's fast and a good. He, he hits it towards the long corner, and uh, I get a hand to it and tip it. Um, around the post uh, and second one we leave Rolf in a good position and with a shot like his um, um, it's a difficult one but uh, luckily I got to it. You had a pretty good chance on a header and stoppage time how close did you come to it? I was really close to that he just got up and nudged me so I couldn't get all the way up uh, it was unfortunate but we got a, a big chance on the back as well on it so uh, sometimes uh, I'll go up there and try and, and wreak havoc and uh, today uh, we, we did that but didn't get anything out of it. The uh, DC United goalkeeper goes down. Actually, had to be subbed off. Do you think you guys did enough to press the young keeper and then really put him up against it, or do you think you could have done a bit more? Um, it's it's always difficult. We're, we're ten men, and we wanted to put a pressure on him. But they did really well today. They uh, delivered a, a professional performance, keeping the ball and then making us run. Uh, I think uh, the young guy did well coming in, and it's it's difficult to come in in a game like that where there's pressure on it. So um, kudos to him. Do you think that the team deserved a better fate today? A point at least. I thought we deserved the point, especially on uh, on the the second half, ten men, and, and the work effort uh, we put in there. And, and the chances are there at the end. Uh, we just need to, to bury one of them. But um, it's not taking anything away from DC United. I thought uh, they deserved it uh, on a professional performance today. So it was Pedro Morales and David Usted after the match there. Now, for me, again, Usted earned every penny of his wages with his, his performance last night. Oh yeah, he kept him in the game for sure. I mean, we talked about that double save in the 54th minute. There was a few other ones as well. And he, he was solid. He wasn't at fault for either goal. There was really nothing he could do about that. And it, it must be frustrating. I mean, he went up the field in, in stoppage time and nearly got his head on a ball as well. With, with like, and, he, and he was moving up with four minutes to go in the... In the I know, because you were like, what's he doing? That's all the stoppage no, normally, time. <laughs> normally the keeper, you know, waits till the last minute or something before he goes up. I think it was just frustration. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he, he played really well. A any other players in the night that you want to talk about good, bad, and different about them? 
Well, I thought Octavio Rivero played well. I thought he played well. I thought uh, he worked hard up up the field. He had a couple chances. He just couldn't get it on target. Um, Three games now without a goal. But the work that he does off the ball, he holds the ball up and he turns his man better than any striker we've had here in in the MLS And even, well, he didn't get a goal, but he assisted on the goal. He set up the Morales goal, so that was important. He's a great crosser of the ball, which is easy to talk about, like, the... A striker to do like he he almost does everything yeah. and he, we will you'll hear from uh, we asked a, a DC United defender Kofi Apare about playing against him and he was like just going he's he's a striker you don't see very much of in MLS that can do almost everything yeah as, as, as we've said so many times now a great pickup for the Caps um, we also saw the uh, debut of uh, the Bug uh, Christian Chicharro yeah. Uh, what what he, I don't know if it was the right spot to put him in because they were ten man down. Um, it wasn't well, very Ro- much. Robo yeah. went for it with his yeah. subs, which I loved. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was fantastic. But it's neither like, one really made too much. I think Chichero probably made more of an impact than Manny. I didn't see Manny at all. No, I, mean, uh, I kept uh, getting that was a waste. with his shaved head. He looked like a miniature Pat Mudeka uh, on the pitch, and, and well, he didn't give the ball away so much. No, not uh, that, that's true. That, that differentiated it. But Teixeira, I mean, it's hard to say too much about him because we didn't really see enough of him. Yeah. But like I say, I liked Robo's subs, as he said after the game. May as well lose three one than two one. It's like yeah. just go for it, and they did go for it. And it's going to be it's going to be fun to see him down in Portland. I think next week, turning some of those defenders like Ridgewell hopefully inside and out. But as you mentioned, Steve, you went to the DC locker room, um, so we'll hear some audio from that now. Who, who did you manage to catch in there? Uh, we we uh, we talked to DC United and potentially Canadian na- international defender Kofi Opare, the second half sub goalkeeper Travis Wara, the goal scorer Chris Rolfe, and Perry Kitchen. So let's hear from the DC players now. So Kofi, um, overall, first, first of all, your overall thoughts on the match, how it went for you guys there? I was, you know, it was definitely... Uh, Definitely a good match, uh, good intensity. Obviously, uh, Vancouver, our first uh, in the Western Conference, so we knew it was going to be a challenge. Uh, they came out, they played really well. Um, we were able to, um, I guess, neutralize their, their attack. And, you know, we got a couple couple good goals, and I think the guys played played a good game. And it's not easy, especially to come here and, uh, and get points, but the guys managed to do that, so... I'm definitely proud of our performance was it uh, a, today. Is it more of a physical matchup with you and going up against like uh, a Rivero Auditorio where I mean, he's slippery like, and everything he's, like that? He's like one of these strikers who, you know, you rarely see in this league, you know, like he's he's physical, he's strong, he's he's technical, he's good on the ball. And uh, what impressed me the most about him is his movement, you know, off the ball and just kind of knowing where uh, where to be, you know. And so it definitely posed a challenge. Um, on more than one occasion, and I think as a team we did a good job, a pretty good job to neutralize uh, his effect. With Dexter going out um, um, early in the second half, uh, did that adjust? You guys have to make a little bit more adjustment, be a little tighter, or would you just play the same game and have trust in the Travis? I mean, to be honest with you, we pretty much play the same game. Obviously, you know, it's Travis's first game. Uh, I think he did really well uh, in his first 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 MLS game. But you know, he's been with us since preseason, and we know what a goalkeeper is. Um, obviously, it's hard you know, to get minutes, uh, especially when you have Dijkstra and Bill you know, in front of him. But he's more than capable uh, to step in and get the job done. So we had, we had confidence in him when he came on. So. Did Coach Olsen give you any special instructions, especially with no defenders on the bench at all? Uh, was there anything like you guys had to play disciplined and not give up too many fouls? And I mean, I'm, to be honest with you, like, that's the mentality we go into every single game. You know, uh, Obviously, be smart defensively. Uh, and give the other team set pieces where they can, you know, get chances to score on us. Uh, but that's ingrained in us, not just today, but every day, you know, since preseason. Is it good to, you know, the last two couple games you guys have um, had leads and then they've given them up? One, obviously, one was really late against uh, New York. Um, is it good to close this game out and for the confidence of the team get a win? It is, it is, it is. Uh, you know, it's definitely, you know, coming out all this way to Vancouver. Uh, we wanted to leave with at least, you know, a point or more. And, you know, to go back with three points, that's definitely, you know, that's definitely a great uh, great thing for us. Um, and like you said, closing out games, uh, especially given, giving up goals, 
um, late the past the past couple of games. So it's definitely good for our confidence, you know, to close the game out, especially versus a good Vancouver team uh, today. Now, uh, you, obviously, you're saying traveling out to Vancouver. Um, you do have a, a lineage to Canada and everything like that. So I have to ask you the question. Have you been contacted by the Canadian national team? Are you interested in playing for Canada internationally in the future? Uh, I have been contacted by, uh, by the Canadian Soccer Federation. Um, you know, I'm definitely I'm interested in playing for Canada. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to sort out some paperwork. Uh, but once that gets cleared, um, I'll be more than honored to represent uh, Canada. Perfect. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Hey Travis. Obviously, you didn't expect to make your debut in a, in, in a you know coming on as a sub here like yeah. this. Um, what, what did you you know what was it like for you to come on, especially you know playing in front of the supporters who are giving you a hard time and everything like that. Um, I mean, you know, like at all times you got to be prepared to play. So all day today, you know, I mentally prepared. I watched tape. I um, you know I acted like I was going to play because that's what you have to do as a backup for. When you're called on, you can go in and make the saves and, you know, keep the ball out of the back of the net. So, um, you know, that's what I did, and I felt I felt confident to come in. Of course, I was nervous. I can't lie. You know, I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't. So, um, you know, I was nervous. I was excited. But um, most importantly, I was just happy to get the win for the team. How important is it to, to get those uh, games in in Richmond this year? And so it was, you, you weren't coming in totally cold in yeah. that you know, it, the games down there have already paid off. You know, the first game I was down there, I was very nervous. You know, even, you know, it's USL, but that's professional soccer. You know, that's the next level. It's something I dreamt of as a kid, and then being able to get there was just another step forward. Um, you know, in, in three games there, I have two shutouts. So, you know, I, I feel like I'm comfortable, at least, in the environment now. Um, so I think making the step up here was definitely... Like I said, it's another step forward, um, but you, being down there has definitely helped me to be more prepared for this rather than had I not had any games down there and just gotten thrown in. That would have been a very different story. Did you feel like you had to rely a lot on the defenders? And, and you know, you know, you got a couple of veterans. You got Boswell in the front of you and, and yeah. Franklin. It, it was it like just they, they kind of kept you calm and everything? Yeah, I mean, I think personally we have the best back four in the league. You know, and we defend very well as a team. Um, so to have those guys in front of me and helping me out the whole time, I mean, as soon as I ran on the field, you know, Kofi and Bobby both look at me and just say, look me in the eyes and very calmly say, relax, you're going to do fine, you know. And I think Bobby even said, before he said that, he said, congrats. I was like, we still have a game to play. Tell me what to do. But, um, you know, congrats on getting in. And, you know, there's a job at hand, and I'm in there to – get the job done and get three points. Is your cell phone kind of blowing up right now with all the text messages from fans and friends and family? I'm sure it is. I haven't turned it on yet. Um, you know, I'm still kind of coming off of that uh, incredible moment out there. Um, I was very lucky to have my family here. They live in Seattle now, so just a couple-hour drive up and, you know, to have my mom and dad run up to me and, you know, cry in my, my arms, you know, that was, that was the best moment of all, you know, to... You know, it's, it's something that I've dreamt of since a little kid. I've talked about since a little kid, and they've helped me so much. So I'm just blessed. So, Thanks a lot. Yeah, appreciate it. How you doing? Hey, Chris, how's it going? Good. Um, your overall thoughts on the game, first of all? Uh, you know, I thought we came in with a pretty good attitude, um, pretty good game plan as well, despite the, the beginning of the game. Um, and then I think once Vancouver went down a man, I thought that we actually played pretty well because it's very easy at times to... Um, kind of let your guard down and, and slip up a little bit. We actually picked the tempo up and did pretty well with that. Obviously, two goals in two matches now. Is, is, is it is it you know you're you feeling something or something like that or? Uh, no, it's just uh, you know sometimes the ball falls for you and sometimes it doesn't. And the last two games, I've uh, been fortunate with my goals and um, you know it doesn't hurt the confidence, but there's nothing special to it. Was it good for you to get that second chance after Ousted stopped you on that? That looked like it was going in from what I saw. Yeah, he made a great save um, on the first one, on the short corner kick. Um, so yeah, it, it felt good to get another chance, and uh, I was happy to beat him with that. Obviously, it's your first game with uh, Fabian um, on the field. Does that uh, you know change the dynamic up front when he's on the pitch? Even though you know he didn't really really get anything going because it's the first match but it changes something for you up there yeah it's it's a def- definitely a different look for us um you know Hyra did a great job for us but he was more of a central guy kind of held the ball up for us and and Fabi likes to drift and find the game so um it, it's definitely a different style but it's great that we have um, a couple different options going forward and in, in terms of our attacking style 
Uh, well, it's a huge three points for us. Um, very tough match. They're obviously a good team. Um, you know, I think we, uh, you know, did somewhat decent uh, when they went down a man, uh, saying that I think it could have been a bit better. Um, yeah, huge win. Glad to get the three. Yeah, I mean, you had to deal with Pedro Morales. Did it make it a little easier when they got the red card and he was drifted out wide? You didn't have to deal with him too much and it gave you more space to attack? Uh, for sure. I mean, he's definitely a great player. Um, he's tough to keep track of. Um, but, yeah, of course it makes it easier when they're down a man. How much did that, uh, that sending off change the game? How much did it affect it? I mean, it's it's a game changer, obviously. Um, you know, they obviously can't press as much. They're a team that likes to, uh, you know, press high. Um, you know, they still did a bit, but definitely with a man down, um, you know, they couldn't obviously press as high. Um, but, yeah, I think we did somewhat decent to – uh, get the result, uh, but saying that I think we could have been a bit better better in possession. Last couple games, uh, uh, it's it's been goal. You've been in the lead and allowed them to get in, and you had to settle for a draw. How important was it to get that? You know, close yeah. it out, get that win. Uh, it's huge. It's huge. Like you said, the past two games we've been up um, and allowed the other team to come back and get a tie out of it. So uh, to see this one out to you, just definitely a step in the right direction. That's why you'll always find him in the kitchen at parties. So that was the DC United players. Obviously, a, a lot of excitement. Uh, uh, one, Travis Wara, he said he was uh, just about to shed tears when he met his parents after the game. We were up from Seattle. Um, he almost shed tears in the interview as well. So it was, it, it was uh, pretty good to see a, a young guy get his chance there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a nice story. That, that well, obviously, it wasn't great chance, for Whitecaps fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, in, from a general footballing point of view, it was a nice story. Yeah. But I think enough of the MLS talk. Let's just put that game behind us. As Carl said, we take it on the chin, we move on, and we see what Portland brings next week. And we'll hopefully have a Portland preview podcast as well. So we'll, we won't talk about the Portland game just now. We'll cover that later on in the week, hopefully. Let's turn our attention now to USL. WFC 2 in action on Sunday. First time that the Whitecaps MLS team and the Whitecaps USL team have been at home the same weekend in a season. We wanted to kind of know what that meant for the MLS players that didn't get minutes on Saturday. We found out it was a very MLS-heavy Whitecaps team that, that took the field against Sounders too. We had Paolo Tanagi in goal. We had the centre-back pairing of Christian Dean and Tim Parker. Who played last week too. Ben, ben McKendry, yeah. who's obviously a regular yeah. as well. Um, but we also saw up front Robert Earnshaw. Yeah. And he got the Whitecaps goal in the 1-1 draw. It was a... a mess up by the keeper and Earnshaw with all his experience pounced and tucked it away and it was great to see Earnshaw out there I mean he was in the centre of everything kind of the in the hub of everything yeah he was he was dropping back into the deep midfield move up he was doing all over the place and he was uh, keeping everybody uh, connected and all that stuff and as you'll hear in the interview he was very glad to and he you know he was asked if he wanted to play and he said yeah definitely he wants to play he wants to get minutes in so let's just hear from the man himself Welsh International Robert Earnshaw so Robbie, uh, your overall thoughts of the match? Uh, it was a difficult game. It was a difficult game. Uh, Seattle came to play. They came to be aggressive. Um, but we held our own. And um, overall, I think uh, we were probably the better side. And we showed some good um, some good plays. Not many guys with uh, your pedigree, Robert, would maybe enjoy playing uh, at this level. <laughs> what, what do you get out of this game? Oh, I mean, I get a lot. Uh, because for me... Uh, it's about getting minutes, getting fitness. Uh, we've got a bunch of games in there with the MLS team coming up over the next few weeks, and we looked at this game, and uh, uh, I mean, they gave it, they left it up to me um, to if I wanted to play or not. Uh, I said yes. I need some minutes, and I need to be right, looking further down the line. Um, so I get a lot out of this game. Um, that match sharpness. Um, and the number one thing is getting a goal. You know, I'm a striker, so I look at games like this, and I think uh, it's a chance to score goals. Uh, and I uh, got a goal, and you know, thanks to the team, and they worked hard to uh, to try and obviously, you know, to try and create chances for me. But um, it was a good game. You've had the one uh, fantastic <coughs> moment for the uh, for the Caps this year. Did you expect it to be involved more? So, I mean, I'm sure you had a quite detailed conversation with Carl before the season. But... You're involved with the first team this year. Is it has it been what you expected, or 
you hope for more minutes? I think it's, I mean, certain games are difficult because of certain situations, you know, like uh, you look at last night's game, we had a red card, um, you know, I think maybe uh, looking at it, you know, I've had conversations with Robbo um, and, uh, you know, I'll get my minutes. Yeah, and he's, you know, he, he knows this and he's fully aware of what I can do. Um, you know, I, I showed that against Port, uh, against Portland. So um, I know I'm, I'm very patient, but uh, this is why I came to play here today, to give myself a chance to get those minutes, you know, so when I'm called upon, I'll be ready um, and I can, uh, I can give my best. Not, not a bad one to get ready for this weekend. <laughs> yes, huge one. Yeah, huge. Uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. You know, we'll uh, we'll have a you know nice dust down after yesterday's game, and you look at what we can improve. Uh, and it's still a learning progress because there's still a lot of things that we need to tweak, a lot of things that we need to get better at. And games like that showed us, you know, and um, it's all a learning curve for us. And, uh, you know, uh, when we look at the games and, and when we lose, we, we, we turn our thoughts to, OK, why did we lose? Uh, what can we do better next week to win the game? So, you know, we'll be ready next week. On the coaching front, does this help you a little bit too for, in terms of your future when you're playing around these guys and kind of getting a better sense of their strengths and weaknesses and their mentality? Yeah, I think I think you get to know, obviously, the guys you're playing with, uh, which obviously that does help. But, um, you know, for me today, it was just about, you know, being a player. You know, uh, I'm very focused on, on playing. And uh, again, like I said, it, it was about getting minutes for me today, uh, make sure I come off the field fit and um, get a good hour. I uh, played 65 minutes, I think, something. But, um, you know, make sure I get the minutes right and, uh, put the effort in, uh, try and get a goal, uh, and be coming off like now uh, a successful day. So you know, I, th- I thought it was. Ernie, Vancouver Field, a very strong team today. How strong is the depth in this organization? Do you know? Uh, I think Robbo is being very clever and and being very good at handpicking the people that he's brought in. Um, he. You know, he, he does know his players. You know, he knows quality when he sees it. He knows the type of mentality that he wants to bring in. Uh, and he also knows the, the, the people that fit right to move this team forward. Um, I think it, it takes a while. You know, I think, um, you know, I think people can get excited about, obviously, the first few games of the season. But it takes a little while, you know, to everybody to gel, everybody to get to know. And... Uh, to be, you know, all those little tweaks, all those little maybe things that happen during the game that, uh, you know, like last night made us lose. Um, all those little things, they'll, they'll come. You know, we're still working, but, uh, you know, it's competition for places is huge, you know, and, and that's why that's what we're trying to do. That's what we, we're here for. We're all competing. We're all trying to fight for places and uh, trying to play minutes in the, in the MLS team. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to help us. You know, I think it's huge for us because... This organization is is a great organization. Um, you know, I've played. This is my third MLS team, uh, and I'm very much pleased that I'm here. Uh, I've been very surprised. Um, you know, bef- before I was looking from outside looking in, but uh, now I'm here. Uh, you know, I wish I was here earlier because it's uh, it's a great organization, but uh, also needs work, uh, and that's what Robo's here to do, and that's why we're here. I mean, I'm here. I'm here fighting for places and uh, trying to help everybody around me, but um, as well, we're all competing and all trying to do our little bits and pieces uh, to make this team win. You can hear the offbeats pound as they raced across the ground. And the clatter of the wheels as they spun round and round. And he galloped into Market Street, his badge upon his chest. His name was Ernie, and he drove the fastest milk cart in the West. And he drove the fastest milk cart in the West. So was Ernie there talking about playing in USL today and what his hopes for this season are, getting minutes with the MLS team. It was a strong performance today. I mean, I thought the the Whitecaps... had the better play. It was a fairly entertaining game. Crowd of over 2,000 today. So yeah, I mean, well, surprised. I, I lost 1,000 on last week, but that's expected because yeah. it was a big showcase last and week. And you, th- you expected about 500 of those seats last week were probably giveaways anyway, yeah. so there was, there was that as well. We won't talk too much about the game. It was a one-all draw. Whitecaps looked pretty good. The defence, though, it's a bit been a bit suspect in USL this season. Same again today. And that's the two guys you wanted to put in MLS too, Christian it and is. Oh, but, but, but a lot of the, the stuff's coming up the wings. So you've yeah. got like Jackson Farmer, Ethan Samson played in the second half. 
and again didn't impress for for me. I, oh, um, I thought I thought Jackson was better than. You oh yeah, sure. I thought Jackson had a great first yeah. half. And I think the only reason Samson didn't play was the six Canadian rule yeah. that Jackson Which, or somebody had to play at expense of that. Yeah. For me, though, my man of the match today was actually Br- Brett Levi. He was all over I the I thought pitch. he was fantastic. This was his most solid USL game this season. I, I liked him in PDL last year, and he was good, obviously, when he played with Victoria Highlanders the season before that. But his USL, it's a bit slow starting off, but I thought he was great. Yeah. He was in the centre of everything, put himself about, was shooting... He's definitely one of the ones that the Whitecaps are wanting to see how he develops at, at this level next year. And I think I think another guy. Uh, I know uh, we were that he was a, l- a little bit off yet last week. Ben McKendry, I thought, was much better this this week as well. Yeah, he was coming he up was the subbed foot. Out, though. I, I think the the fact that he's playing next to Debbie Flores, maybe um, he had. Well, I thought a, he outshone Flores today. Yeah, for, that's for one thing. So I, I think, but I think Flores took a different. Uh, uh, role and it allowed McKendry to do what he wanted to do and move up the pitch and attack more. So I think that that, that was a big difference for him as well. I mean, overall, it was, it was a, a good performance. So let's hear a little bit now from both coaches. So we hear first from Whitecaps coach Alan Koch, and then we hear from Seattle's coach Henderson. Uh, another step forward uh, in the right direction. Uh, I think we created enough opportunities, and with a little bit of luck, we would have got the three points. Um, I was impressed with how the guys applied themselves. Obviously, yet again, another hybrid group. Uh, obviously, some USL players and some of the MLS guys coming in. Some of them, to be fair to them, came in quite late. Um, but I was very impressed with how they applied themselves and came in, and I thought they did a good job. How do you think your lead striker played today? You got that one goal, had a few other chances as well. Uh, Ernie's a pro. Uh, he's obviously done it at all sorts of levels, so uh, we'd expect nothing less than to come in and play in a USL game and score. Uh, there's obviously no guarantees with that, but he showed his class and he showed it very, very early in the game today. And your captain, Timmy Parker? Yeah, Timmy's a rock. Um, I've been very, very impressed with him. He's a great pro. He's obviously a young pro. Uh, he's coming in and, and he knows he has to do well at this level to get his chance in the MLS team uh, and he'll get his chance eventually. But uh, the more solid performances he puts in at this level, the better he's going to be prepared when he, when he gets called into Robbo's group. Maybe more shots on ball. I mean, you got yourselves in some good positions, but they were trying to play through their back line a little bit. Would you have rather have been a little bit more simpler in that in the attacking third today? Uh, you know what? I, I thought we were impressive in terms of how we tried to break them down. I don't think we just created enough clear cut chances. Uh, maybe being a little bit too pretty at times. Uh, give Seattle credit. They obviously sat back and they were very, very compact too. Um, so it was difficult to break them down. But we still created enough. Uh, it just takes one to score. Um, a few more chances would be nice, and hopefully that would have led to a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've now had two home games to go through away games. Uh, how would you assess your team's home performance uh, compared to what they look like on the road? Well, I think last week against Toronto, I think we played well in the first half. I think the second half, to be honest, we just ran out of gas. Uh, I think today we put more of a 90-minute performance together. It wasn't a full performance by any means. There were a couple of mistakes. I think we were exposed on a set piece, and that's how they scored uh, a couple other mistakes. But uh, like I said earlier, I think we're, we're heading in the right direction. Uh, today was a better performance than last week. I think last week was a better performance than the week before, and hopefully we can continue in that vein. Coach, so first of all, your overall thoughts on the game? Well, I mean, it's always good to come on the road and get a point. Uh, they're a very good team. They showed it today. Uh, we gave up another soft goal today, uh, as we did in a couple of games last week. But um, I'm happy that the guys were able to, you know, get one back and uh, finish out the game and come up with the tie. You know, it's it's always hard to win on the road, uh, and we knew that coming into the game. But we're very happy that we were able to get a point, especially after going down uh, in the match. It's important, to, especially you know, you uh, you started off three, you know, you lost the last two. It's important to get that result. And yeah. Get back on the track. Yes, definitely, because you know we want to improve in every game. Uh, we started off first three games at home. We were able to get victories. Then we went on the road and saw that you know it was going to be a, it was going to be tough winning on the road. Uh, so I think we've learned from that. Uh, in both games last week, we had leads that we ended up leading. Uh, we talked about that this week. We we, we trained uh, being uh, up, being tied, being down uh, at different you know aspects of the game, and I think it helped today. Uh, we were able to um, be smart today and not you know, give all three points away and come up with a point. And anytime you can get a point in the road, like I said, it's, it's good. Uh, it's, it's always going to be a battle. You're going to have to fight. Sometimes you're not going to get to play the way you want to play. You know, the, team, you know, the team is at home, and they're not going to let you have uh, advantages you may do at home. But you got to take what they give you and, and, and just be smart about how you go about you know, playing the game. Today I thought you know, Vancouver you know, did well. They had probably more the possession of the game, but 
you know, they're at home. And at the end of the day, we did what we wanted to do, and that's coming with a point. Um, you've coached and been an assistant in the MLS for so many uh, years. Well, how, what's the biggest adjustment coaching in the USL this year? Well, I think, you know, it's the biggest adjustment for me. Uh, I think it's just uh, sometimes the games, uh, the, 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 the speed of the game. It, it's, it gets a little hectic sometimes. Uh, guys are not so technical, as you may see in an MLS game, but... You know, and so the game gets a little hectic, and you know it's it's young guys. Uh, uh, my our team is you know, t- you know, 23 and under, and guys who n- don't have a lot of experience. So even in games, you're you're trying to teach also. Whereas uh, at the full professional level, uh, when the MLS, you know, you prepare during the week, and then you basically just let them go out and and and, and do their thing. Uh, here, you have to constantly give reminders because guys just never been in certain positions before. I mean, a lot of our guys last week we played a Thursday, Saturday match. A lot of guys, you know, haven't played that close games at that high level before. So it becomes a mental aspect and you got to, you know, basically teach guys how to play games back to back like that and how you go about, especially being on the road, uh, how you go about doing that. And I'm just happy that the guys are learning uh, because it's a developmental squad and uh, the more we can develop these guys as to how to play games, uh, whether it's at home, whether it's on the road, uh, it's, it's for the betterment of the future of our club and that's what uh, it's geared towards. So it's a teach, it's more of a teaching process uh, for us uh, with the USL, uh, with our team, with us too. The Whitecaps went with a pretty heavy MLS team today. Were you expecting that and did that affect how you approach the game? No. Um, they do a good job of, of, of telling uh, you like who is getting loaned. So we kind of, we were aware of that before. Uh, but we talked to the guys about it and at the end of the day it doesn't really matter who's out there. you got to go out and you got to play the game. And, and I thought the guys stepped up to the challenge today. Uh, that was a very good team that they put together today. But, you know, we were able to come up with the point. And whether it was loaded with USL guys or a lot of MLS guys, that's what we wanted to do today is come up with a point. We wanted to keep ourselves in the game, make sure we didn't give points away as we did in those two road games last week. You come from a market that's really successful. Uh, how, how much of the focus is on development this year and how much is actually on winning and maybe bringing home the championship? It's 100% development. Uh, that's our focus. Like I said, we brought in... You know, I think we have one guy over 23, you know, so it's young guys. And this is a team that of players that we think have potential of making it to the first team uh, at some point in time. And, uh, you know, you always want to win because at the end of the day, you know, it is a business and people are paying their money to come and watch you play. And, you know, no one's going to show up to see an 0-10 team. However, you know, it's it's mainly all about the development. and But winning is a part of your development. You know, it's a psychological uh uh, thing you know, uh, you don't want to develop a bunch of losers, so to speak. You know, so you want guys who learn and who is learning how to win games. Because at the end of the day, when you become a full professional, when you, if you join the MLS team, it's all about W's. You know, it's all about results. And if you were, come from a background or you come from a team where winning was not, you know, an everyday thing, or if it wasn't a, a, a popular thing, then it becomes difficult. And like you said, we have on the first team a winning culture, and that's something we want to uh, develop with our young players as they go through uh, to the first team. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. So I was like, had a good chat there with, with the Seattle coach there, and it was interesting. He said 100% is about development. Yeah. But when you talk to Whitecaps guys, it's like it's both winning and development. On well, the record, they might see maybe development, but I've never heard one of them say it's 100% development. But no, no, but then eventually he got to the point where he was saying you have to win the games too. Well, I, I did like yeah. how he said we, we don't want to breed a team of losers. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, yeah. that kind of made me smile. So, th- that's essentially what it is. You want to develop, but you you want to essentially get those guys to win yeah. as well. So, it's about, it's about steps. And as he said, which is, backs up what I've been saying as well, as long as you're charging fans to come and watch this, the team has to be competitive because they're not going to come and watch a bunch of losers. Basically, he said it's like an zero and nine team or whatever he said. Yeah, and I, th- I think I think you, you'll see this probably with the Whitecaps too. I think last week, obviously, there was an RSL issue because they were on the road and everything. I think in the future they'll they'll probably do it where they they have a maybe a stronger team on at home 
and then maybe not as strong a team on the road because they want people to um, to enjoy their home atmosphere and get the wins here and not worry too much about road results. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll see very MLS-heavy teams for the home games and the, the young guys will, yeah, will the get the chance away from home. One of the, the young guys from the MLS that's been playing several games for the USL team just now is centre-back Tim Parker. Who captained the team today. Captain the team today and we had a chance to, to speak to him after the game. So let's hear a little bit now from Tim Parker. So, Tim, what did you make of that performance today? Um, I think it's a building block. I mean, I think that we've been making steps every week. And, I mean, I think that that's a decent performance for us to come off of at home. I think um, we're just finding the fine-tuning the game and just got to put together the final pieces. You play a few games in, in the USL now. How are you finding the level compared to what you had at college level? I find the game a little bit similar, but I think the USL game is definitely more... Um, it's definitely harder. I think just a lot of, you, you notice a lot of college guys out here, but you also notice a lot of pro guys. So, I mean, everyone out there is a professional and everyone wants to not only be on the USL team, but they want to make MLS rosters. So it's a competition every day. You're playing alongside Christian out there. Obviously, you're both trying to battle to get as high up the pecking order as possible. Does that play into your mind when you're out there that you kind of have to do better than your partner? No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, Christian's one of my good friends on the team and he's been since I've gotten here. And I mean, of course, we know that we play the same position and there's competition between us, but I think it kind of goes hand in hand with being a professional, is being able to deal with the competition, but also being able to deal with each other off the field. What did it mean to you to captain the side today? Um, it meant a lot. I mean, I was a captain uh, when we played against Sacramento. So, I mean, I knew that there's always a possibility of me possibly leading the squad, but I mean, even when I'm not captaining, I'm trying to lead the team from the back. So I think it's just by leading by example and trying to drive this team the best that I can. Minutes is the biggest thing, and so just getting playing time, it's certainly at this stage of your career, is the biggest thing right now, whatever level it is. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously I knew that I wasn't going to be able to walk into Vancouver and start right away. But, I mean, I made it obvious to Robo and Gordo that whether I was making it with minutes with the first team or with the USL team, that I didn't only want to be training, but I wanted to be able to get games to improve as well. What do you feel you're needing to do? I mean, the, the centre-back, Kendall, seems a lock. But with Diego being injured, Cass, forms being a little bit up and down, what do you feel you need to do to maybe break into the starting lineup now? Um, I think just consistency is my biggest thing. I mean, just being consistent, being as solid as I can, and just proving to the coaches that when my name is called that I'm ready to step up and be that kind of guy. Uh, you and Christian have had some uh, good minutes together. Uh, can you talk about your assessment of the tandem and what makes it work so well? Yeah, I think um, me and Christian play well together. I mean, we both just came out of college. We're both the same age. I think we both understand the game kind of the same way. So I think that not only um, do we understand the game the same way, but on the field we both kind of talk to each other a lot. We let each other know directions and whatnot so we know what's going on with each other. So it was Tim Parker there. I, I, I liked, I've liked his play. I've liked Dean's play. Hopefully one of them's going to get a chance soon. I'm going to have a piece coming up on MLS next week on Christian Dean, so, so watch out for that. But that's pretty much it for this episode of the podcast. We're going to have a Canadian women's team special, maybe this week, maybe next week. We'll kind of see how that goes. Um, we'll also hopefully have a Portland Preview podcast as well. But for now, Steve, all that's left is to let everyone know where they can find you online. And you can find me on Twitter at WhitecapSpeed. And I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. We do all our stuff, AFTN. Find us at aftn.ca and you can also read all my Whitecaps articles on mlssoccer.com. So until next time, as always, thanks for listening, take care and mourn the Caps. One day I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.